Hello again, everyone. Welcome once again to Ministry Chat. I am your host, Kevin Lee. And uh, today we're going to go uh, on a, a little bit different tangent from what our chats have been previously. Hopefully this one's a little less timing, timing specific, a more general overview of some things and the whys and the howabouts and the wherefores. We will definitely be touching on some things that have recently happened and will be happening shortly to paint pictures for examples of how we expect and hope to be doing things on an ongoing basis down the road. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The COVID-19 virus situation still has things generally up in the air for us. We expect that to be the case for some time. We have no idea how long. We have yet to have a new normal defined. We don't know when we will have a new normal defined. Realistically, we're just kind of taking things a, a few weeks at a time at this point. And I, I, I really wouldn't expect that to change before the end of 2020. But, you know, we'll take the cards that are dealt to us and make the best hand that we possibly can. So that's kind of the big picture view of it, which is to narrow it down a bit and kind of what the topic we're discussing today is about. We've shifted our focus to be more club spinistry oriented. And that's not specifically trying to strong arm people into joining club spinistry. And um, hopefully we can kind of paint that picture with this discussion. That's, that's not our attempt here. What more people being club spinistry members gives us is a lot more flexibility, ultimately, is what that boils down to. There's no reason to go into the minutia of doing club spinistry rides versus a typical general public ride. There's a lot of moving pieces involved in that. Generally speaking, if once you're a club member, it gives us a lot of flexibility is, is the nuts and the bolts of it. And that flexibility allows us to do things like, you know, extremely small events. We had one this past weekend that was, we just had three people there. And that was perfectly fine. But it also gives us the ability to gather information and make things more rock solid for others that may come later and do things on their own or other group events, which we will be doing uh, as well. We're not saying that you have to be a club spinistry member to do spinistry events going forward. All we're saying is that there will be more options available for people who are club spinistry members. Realistically, just, I mean, just a really rough sketch of it. We're probably, for the next several months, looking at maybe one event a month that's open and limited capacity to the general public. But then we're going to try to offer options every week for club spinistry members. And we're going to try to make those options as geographically broad as possible. And some of those options are things we may offer multiple times and maybe slightly different permutations. What we did this past weekend, I'm sure we'll offer that same option again down the road. And 
just as a snapshot for that, what we did this past weekend, and we, I mean, we put this together somewhat on the fly just because it was obvious we were going to have fantastic weather for camping. And we're in Texas. To get no wind, no rain, and mild temperatures for a full weekend, that doesn't happen very often. So we were able to put together, it was a route that I had already sketched out, and with camping facilities that we were already familiar with. And we're just going to do a quick snapshot of this. We'll talk about more, more of the details of how things work uh, in the ongoing discussion for this chat. But this time, we based it at 4R Ranch, allowed for safe over weekend uh, parking. And then we overnighted in the LBJ grasslands, about 50 miles away, roughly. And then that was our Saturday route. And then Sunday, we completed the loop back to 4R. And it was, it was a really, really fantastic place to camp. And we essentially had it all to ourselves. The weather was ideal. And, but it was something we threw together Monday and Tuesday of the prior week. We knew we weren't going to get 100 people to come to that. And, but now we have all the information needed that if we have another idyllic weather weekend that pops up, people know, hey, this is something that's a possibility. And that's the, one, that's the I guess that's the meat we're hoping people pull from this, the, this chat is clubs ministry weekends and options. The idea is whenever it fits into your schedule and you need, you need a getaway, hopefully we have something that fits for you, whether it's something we're doing as a group or something we've done in the past that you, we can give you the details so you can grab a friend or two and do it on your own, what, whatever. Lots of options there. We think it's critically important uh, for people to get out and about and do things. Uh, it was definitely a topic of discussion, the, the COVID-19 depression that I think everybody's dealing with one way or another and certain gradients uh, for each of us here and there. There's, there's no doubt that just getting away for a bit makes a huge difference. That's the, that's the you know, 30,000 foot view of club spinistry, broad view benefit going forward. And, but we're also gonna talk a little bit about some of the specifics of some tangible benefit of that right now. Just a quick reminder, and this is not a pitch specifically for our Panaracer International Grand Prix of Gravel, the virtual challenge, but here's an example of the flexibility that we're able to build into this. Quick reminder, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing this, right now we have this virtual challenge going, supported with our friends from Panaracer Tires, that goes through the first week of December. Basically, you just go out and ride your bike as much as you can, and you log your miles, and the more miles you log, the more opportunities you have to win prizes and bragging rights and things like that. That's one direct benefit is if you if you sign up for the Panaracer International Grand Prix of Gravel, that virtual challenge, the cost to sign up is $75. Well, $75 is also what the a 12-month membership to Club Spinistry costs. 
when you sign up for the virtual challenge, what we do is we give you a coupon code equal to that $75 to apply to a club spinistry membership. So it's kind of a two for one deal there. You join the challenge, you're eligible for prizes. Everybody that signs up for the challenge gets a unique gift pack. And the more miles you accomplish, the more gifts that get added to that pack. And then there, we're also gonna have prize drawings at the end of it based on the, the more miles you complete, the more opportunities you'll have to win in those drawings. And then you get a club spinistry membership on top of it all. I mean, right there, we think that's probably $75 of value for everyone right then and there. But then what we do is once you're a club spinistry member, we have our club spinistry rides, events, get togethers. We'll probably do more virtual type challenges that are club spinistry specific down the road because there's things we can do with the Ride with GPS leaderboard where maybe not everyone can ride this specific route on that specific day, but over the course of a month, people can ride it and they can compare times, yada, 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 yada. Short, yeah, short story, long version. Sign up for the virtual challenge and you also get your club spinistry membership. And what we're gonna be doing going forward, that's what we'll start talking about next. And we've already been doing this. We're just gonna kind of formalize it some more and reinforce this, this basic message. Um, like I said, we'll probably do our, you know, as guidelines allow, and that can we all know that can change at any given time, and I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't, I don't know what things are gonna look like a month from now, two months from now, let alone six months from now. People that are asking, hey, what about this event for 2021 or this event? And some, I, we just cannot plan that far ahead. We Trying to do that, we're just gonna drive ourselves crazy. So we're kind of looking at things at the most presently a month out to start putting pieces together. We may look two months out for potential things if all the pieces stay correct and things like that. But we're realistically, we're kind of doing things two, two to four weeks ahead of time to four weeks to start roughing ideas out. And then once it gets within two weeks, then we start flushing it out a little bit more if it looks like it's viable. That's kind of that's kind of where we're at right now, and one of the things we're, we're we have on the books uh, October third weekend we're going to be doing a club spinistry Colorado weekend. Pretty certain that's still going to happen. Obviously, things can pop up between now and then to make that change, but we're close enough to the point to start finalizing plans and putting routes together. Uh, so what I'm going to do now I'm going to go ahead. At, Here's a route for one of the days that I've mapped out. Some of it I've been on before, but a good bit I haven't. So you may have seen a, a previous video that we've done where um, I demonstrated how to use Google Earth to kind of pre-scout routes that may be far away. Well, Colorado's pretty far away. I know some of this route is exceedingly viable, but some of it I want to look at before I actually get up there. If given the opportunity, I'm still going to try to scout this in advance before sending people out. But another option may be, hey, I know at least 80% of it's good. You know, I can go out and scout ahead of the group in the truck. And if we get to an impassable point, we'll just, you know, I'll turn around and come back to the group and say, hey, we got to make this detour or something like that. But we can pre-scout it 
virtually as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to demonstrate how to pre-scout in Google Earth Pro once more, have this running in the background, kind of look at it while I'm chatting and talking, and uh, and at least that if you're doing the YouTube video version of this, at least that gives you something dynamic on the screen as opposed to just a, a Facebook page or something like that. So the, uh, the route is generated. We're going to export the file. More export options. What we want is the Google Earth KML file. So we're going to download that file. Let it download. And in order to do this, you do need to have Google Earth Pro, which is free, but you do have to download it to your computer. You can't just use the online version of Google Earth. When we click on that file, it opens the file. It automatically puts it into Google Earth. We don't need that pop-up message, so I'll close that. And this is out of Canyon City, Colorado, is roughly what we're looking to as our base of operations for this October 3rd weekend. We have numerous potential routes, um, and this is this is uh, this is one I want to throw into the mix. And these are also routes that Club Spinistry members can do at any time. So if they're not able to join us that particular weekend, but they go into that area some other time, these routes will always be available. Again, once they're verified. Right now, it's only viewable to route managers. So this starts on the edge of Canyon City itself. We'll speed up, see if we can go. That's a little too fast, let's slow it down one more. Pause, speed up one, there we go. All right, so I'm just gonna have this running while I'm talking and I wanna kinda go into some of the reinforcement and some of the findings that uh, while we were camping this weekend, some of the things we talked about and realizations we had and the nuts and the bolts of it are, um, I know I've been dealing with it. I know my family's been dealing with it. I mean, I know all of us have been dealing with it uh, at various levels. Uh, but what, what became abundantly clear over, over the weekend is, you know, everybody's caught up in a funk uh, right now. And for lack of a better term, because it may not be the clinically appropriate term, it may not be a, apply to everyone at this level, but, you know, we're just going to call it just varying levels of depression that everyone's having to fight through these days. It It's troublesome. Um the, you know, I'll be the first to admit, it's been really hard some days for me to go out and about and do things that need to be done. Uh, I need to do more of it. Uh, but it's, it, it, it's, it's real easy to sit back and go, well, I'll do that tomorrow. A lot of procrastination that's going on. Um, and talking with others in a socially distant and proper safe environment over the weekend. 
which was really nice to be able to hang out with folks again, even if it was only a few of us. Uh, it, it became abundantly clear that, you know, things I'm up against, other people are up against as well. And some of my frustrations, not so much, again, we're not trying to twist people's arms. We're not, we're not looking to put 500 person events together. We're quite the opposite. We want people to feel safe and comfortable. And we've been focusing on that as well. Uh, we're not, you know, we're just trying to get by and we think we figured out a way to get by and we're fine with that. So we're not trying to grow stuff. That's we're trying to give people a practical outlet to still enjoy what they can when they can. And there's been a lot of experimenting and trying different things and looking for feedback and trying to find the answer on the best way to do that. And that, for me, that's somewhat added to my own frustration because I haven't found that perfect answer that everyone latches onto. Um, and I've made myself... That was, okay, I know what that was. Sorry, got a slightly distracted watching the route here while I'm talking. I've let myself get a little bit uh, overwhelmed with, you know, trying to find the right answer for everyone. Um, and the, sh you know, the short story is there is no right answer for everyone. Everybody has different tolerances. Everybody has different comfort levels. Everybody has different belief structures. I, I get that. I'm not telling people what to think about these things. But I am going to tell people that... Here we go. Here's... So that's going into a double track there. So that's a not likely to work in the real world piece of the route. a valley there and it may work Let's see what we can go over here that's what I was afraid of it may still work it might just be oh no that okay I think that does work let's check this right here all right we got something to work we're okay Okay, that's definitely worth driving into and checking out in the real world. The most important thing I feel at the moment is we have to we have to do stuff. Um, we have to do we have to do stuff that pushes us mentally and physically if nothing else, just for the overall distraction uh, to everything else going on that it offers people. And I know some of y'all are already doing this and, and more power to you and congratulations and help the, please do help those of us who've been struggling with that to do a better job of it. Um, you know, 
for me, it was a little eye-opening that my frustrations were almost directly in alignment with other people's frustrations. Again, I knew everybody has struggled with this, and uh, but it, it, it was, it, in a way, it was a relief because I know that I'm not the only one that's, that's up against this, and, but also in a way it was frustrating because, wow, so many people are running into these struggles now. Uh, so, you know, we definitely want to find ways to, to help people, you know, find, a, you know, find these nuggets of enjoyment, uh, distraction, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. And this isn't preachy. We're not telling people, you know, well, it, it's, it's just got to be this way for safety or, well, it's all crap that's out there. Just go do what you want to do and don't worry about it. That we're not trying to deliver either of those messages. We think it's extremely important for everyone to be aware and cognizant and understanding of different people's belief structures and you know what they're comfortable with and what they're not comfortable comfortable with. But it's just common courtesy at this point. We can't. There's 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 no point in getting into debates and arguments and, and things like that. Just go out there and ride your bike. But do it in a respectful and courteous manner so that no matter who you may come across, you, you know, you're not likely to step on their toes or, you know, in, you know, interfere with their feelings or, or anything like that. It's... I mean, it's just common courtesy at this point that even if you don't think, for example, masks accomplish anything, that's fine. You please have that opinion. But just recognize that other people have a different opinion than that and be respectful of that. And if you're not going to be supportive of that type of opinion, it's not appropriate for you to push that in an environment where there's groups that that are taking a more conservative better safe than sorry approach put put on a mask for five minutes at a time here and there and don't you know don't stand up there and and, and rail about it but the inverse is true as well if you if you're aware that you're near somebody that isn't as concerned about the virus as you are yourself, there's there's no reason to deliver a preachy and judgmental message if they're not actually doing anything at the at that moment that you know could be interpreted as unsafe or or whatever else. Just everybody be respectful of each other. And in a lot of cases, what that's definitely gonna mean for some folks is to, you know, to only hang out and ride with people that you're specifically comfortable in being around. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And we're going to give folks outlets to do that. I mean, if you're watching this video now, this is an absolutely amazing route right here. This is fantastic stuff. This part of it I've been on before. I know this is primo. The little loop that got to this uh, was new stuff to me. 
but uh, th this this area south of Canyon City, Colorado, uh, you know, it's just it's just some absolutely amazing scenery, and there's a couple of good little pitches in there, but you know, nothing that'll kill you, I don't think. And so along those lines, we want to give people the opportunity to, hey, my life sorts out this particular weekend where I can go do something. And if it's in alignment with something that we're already doing and fits into your, you know, your travel radius or whatever, uh, you know, the expectation is that we're going to be having some sort of club spinistry, something almost every weekend going on now some may be in north texas some may be in central texas some may be in colorado most will still be bicycle oriented but uh, like right now first week of november i want to look at this one again i didn't i don't remember having the paved section but if this is just a short paved section we can take it out That looks to be a pretty short pave section. Oh, okay. I see what we're doing here. Let me see what we're doing here. This was a shorter route than I thought it was. I mean, I guess I'm used to plotting those 500 milers. We're back to town already. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. This is some good stuff in here. So, um... Uh, first first week of November, uh, we're going to be actually doing an overlanding trip, no, not bicycle oriented at all, uh, but it's going to enable us to do some fact finding for some bicycle trips, you know, towards the Big Bend area as well. That's part of what we're doing with this Colorado scouting as well. And... Uh, that's a phone call I need to take, so we're going to pause the video here. We are back from our little break. Uh, so, going to start part two of today's chat. And where we left off, we were touching on our overlanding trip for the first week of November. Not going to go into a whole lot of detail on that at the moment, but since that was kind of the stopping point, went ahead and brought up what's currently our scouting map. Um, it's about 750 miles, roughly, from the east side of Austin to Terlingua, the way it's mapped presently. I have reviewed it with the Google Earth virtual scouting. The odds of this route being the final route are zero. When we scout this with our overlanding trip in November, we're going to come across things that don't work. Uh, the odds of the vast majority of this route being viable are pretty good based on what we've seen so far. But that can change if there's just a key intersection or road that's part of the spine that just doesn't work and we have to make a major detour to put things back together. So that's why we scout all these routes and usually I do it out by on my lonesome and have a good time doing that. But this time we're going to do it as a group and, uh, you know, maybe get a chance to check out Big Bend. Hopefully the national parks all open by then. 
but it's going to be it's going to be some adventure regardless we don't know exactly how it's going to look just yet it's still too far out first week in november to say what camping areas may be accessible and which may not weather could play a factor if a hurricane blows through and washes out some bridges or rivers are flooded and we can't do a river crossing so but this is we have a general game plan we can work with and we can always roll over into a plan b on the fly and that's where the motorized scouting becomes very useful to try to scout this via bicycle could literally take years of coming to dead ends and having to turn around and start over from scratch and that sort of thing but what this allows us to do even if we cover half of it and the second half doesn't work that gives us a spine to work off of to create other loops so we you know we may find out this is a really cool section here but nothing west of it's any good but uh, we just find some roads through here and we've got a really cool loop in that area or something like that uh, in turn you know obviously not everyone's going to be up for a 750 mile bicycle journey so they may just choose to do a couple hundred miles of it and then come back to austin or start in the middle and go all the way to big bend or start in big bend and circle back through Fort Davis and down through the state park or something like that. We lay the groundwork for people to create their own adventures and we get intimate knowledge of the areas and the roads and the maintenance schedules and potential you know, issues, again, based on rivers and mountains are literally insurmountable. If there's not a way to get across a river, if there's not a way to get over a mountain, uh, you know, I mean, outside of just going full mountain man mode, which most of us aren't up for that these days, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Well, somewhere in that 750 miles, there's going to be an insurmountable mountain or river crossing that's not viable or something like that. And we'll have to make adjustments. So that's the quick overview of our planned clubs ministry overland adventure. And it's also going to be flexible enough that Right now, the rough idea is maybe I take a week and do a route from Dallas all the way to Big Bend and camping, but I know not everyone's going to be able to do that. So, you know, maybe we set it up where Friday night people meet in Burnett or Marble Falls or something like that. And, uh, you know, we can do a nice two or three day adventure all the way to Big Bend National Park. We'll play with it, nail down some details between now and the first week of no November. Again, just trying to come up with a bunch of different adventures for people to do when it fits into their schedule. So if you're not able to join us on that overlanding trip the first week of November, you can take our experience and the knowledge we gain on that trip ourselves. We'll make that available to all clubs ministry members. So if you want to do it like on the following weekend with your own group or something like that, we give you that capability. Or if you see... A piece of that that was particularly interesting to you and it's like wow i'd like to do like a 50 mile bicycle ride in this part hey kevin can you show me a way to get back to x town if i go from point a to point b show me the best way to get back to the staging area without having to double back so that's one throwback to part one of our earlier discussion. And here's here's another throwback. So we were doing the Google Earth virtual scouting via, via Google Earth Pro. And 
you may remember I, I came across one segment that I had questions about if it was viable. It might be double track or something like that. So what I've done, I've gone ahead and brought back the route on the ride with GPS, and I'm going to look at that more closely now. Now I know, you know, based on that virtual tour, I know I have something I have questions about. So I thought I'd just give a quick demonstration of once I do that, a virtual scout like that, and I come across something questionable, kind of what my next steps are likely to be. And, uh, you know, I have... I haven't done any more since then. So what I'm going to, I'm going to go into edit mode for the, uh, for the ride with GPS. Dismiss that. We don't want to look at it in terrain view right now. It kind of mucks things up a little bit. We want the simplest view possible. We can go back in and out of terrain view if viable. So essentially, when we started this southern loop here, about this 22-mile mark, this stretch of road in here, and I remember it because, you know, it was this, this loop that I added was a new piece. This whole western out and back is stuff that I already know. This is a fantastic road here. Uh, so I added this loop, and I knew when we made this hard turn here through this, we'll go back to the train view. It looked like a valley in Google Earth, and you can see it right there. It goes right through this valley here. What we're going to do now is change it to satellite view, because when we're doing the virtual scout, and we want to also turn off the labels, it looked like the road may have disappeared into double track. But then when we zoomed in a little bit tighter, it looked like the road was good. And Okay. So here is where it went down into double track on this plot. And it does still look like that could potentially be an issue. Let's go back to the map view. So the map shows that there's a road here, Arroyo Road. But when you look at the satellite view, it's a double track at best. And a very faint double track, and that looks like a gate right there, and that looks like a turnaround for a dead end. I would th I would say chances are tremendously high that this section here is not passable. Now, it could end up where. Let's look at the map again. See, like that road doesn't show on the map at all. Back to the satellite. So this could be a newer road than the map itself. Again, this looks like it goes to a gate and dead ends here, but it's possible that at this point, maybe there is a road that does go all the way through. Maybe they cut a newer road, and that was the old road. Uh, more than likely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say probably not. I think that's an old road that still shows on maps that is no longer viable. But what we do have the option to do is there are other roads here. 
So basically we just go here like this. That only adds a mile and doesn't add any elevation. So we're taking out this Arroyo Road, which looks like it would have been pretty cool right up against, right through that valley, right up against that mountainside. But if we, we can make this one potentially a little more interesting, if the, let's look at the satellite view. throw a little bit more elevation in and a little bit more twisty if it lets us do this does it there we go something like that so we're at 64.2 and 5300 feet of elevation a little bit more but it does throw some twists and turns into it might be a little more interesting let's look at the satellite through there a little bit more wooded Looks like there might be some washout there. I don't think that's reflecting the terrain accurately. I'm actually, that looks like a pretty rough road. That looks like a pretty rough road. I think I would actually be, prefer to go back to the slightly more boring one. But we know both are viable now. So I would probably scout this and if it ends up being okay, stay with that. But know that I have this as a backup that maybe it's not quite as interesting, but uh, possibly less treacherous if there is some washout through this section here. Again, originally we were just splitting this valley through here. Now we kind of go on the other side a little bit, but end up with the same route and looked at this just short section a little bit more in-depth after our virtual tour showed us that this wasn't likely to be viable. Everything else we saw during that virtual scout, call it a virtual tour, virtual scout, seemed, seemed on the front end to look really good. When we get back into Canyon City, along the river here, that's actually a bicycle trail, which I think will be pretty interesting. There's quite a few parks and trailheads along here. Right now I have it plotted for us to start and finish at what they're calling Tunnel Drive Trailhead. And the 64.3 miles includes, I guess it's only about 60 miles from here and back, and then there's an out and back section through Tunnel Drive, which sounds really cool. I don't believe though that I'm able to vehicle scout this. I believe this is hiking and biking only. And uh, see that shadow there? That's a pretty cool bridge right there. So that's really interesting. And I know there's got to be a reason it's called Tunnel Drive. Is that a, that's a group hiking there. More hikers. Not seeing any vehicles on this at all. And uh, that looks like a big old tunnel right there. Small tunnel there, another small tunnel there. 
yeah, this looks like a pretty cool little stretch here, but not a whole lot of parking. So this could end up being the route, but we may make the rally point a bigger park or something like that, or at least something with more parking area. We wouldn't want to clog up a trailhead and be gone for most of the day or anything along those lines. So that's an example of, again, using the virtual scouting on a planned route. But again, to check these things out, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a formal event where we're going to have hundreds of people. It's going to be open to clubs ministry members because once you're a member, you're part of the group insurance, and we're able to do things like this. And even if by chance um, to utilize Let's just let's just say that tunnel drive. Even if it's a even if it's a no cost event, but it's, if it's groups bigger than ten, you have to have some sort of permit, and that permit requires proof of insurance. Then everyone that's a club spinach, remember, we're able to show them the insurance policy, and we can do group events like this. It allows us to go to places like the National Forest, and you know if we're not charging a sign up fee, if it's just members only, and you show up, and we're going to be at this camping area. And that's part of what we're doing for this weekend as well. We're planning to do group camping at public camping areas that, you know, since we're not charging an admission fee, we can do that. And we're not skirting any rules or anything like that. But if we tried to do it as a traditional group event open to the general public, we would probably have about 87.3 miles of red tape to sort through. And then there would be lots of requirements, even if it ends up being... You know, the same 20 people that would have showed up, shown up anyway or whatever. So things along those lines, again, the membership just gives us a lot of flexibility to allow folks to get out there and get their adventure on. Hopefully you're able to join us when we're out there. But even if you just take what we learned from this trip and build your own trip around it down the road, ultimately that's, that's a benefit of the club's ministry membership. Uh, so... Thank you for joining us for this version of Spinistry Chat. We have several other topics we will be talking about this week, so please be sure to subscribe to our channel, either via YouTube or the podcast service of your choice. Comment on the video and audio, so when you have questions or concerns or things we need to go more in-depth, we know what those are about, and encourage others to like, join, and subscribe to our channels and Club's ministry as well. Thank you for joining us again. We'll chat again soon.